<laughs> it started. Hey! Okay. That's how the day is going, huh? This is the mic. Are you drowning me out? Hello, everyone. And welcome to... And that's what we have to say about that. No. Hey, I got it right! No! Did we go back? It's, and that's what we think about that. Are you serious? Yeah. Jeez. Oh my gosh. All right. And that's what we think about that. That's the name. All wanna, right. Sorry, everybody. Do you want to rebrand? <laughs> Rewind. Start again. Hey, everybody. And that's what we think about that. <laughs> I'm Ralph. And I'm Zach. And we are here to uh, bust out an episode for you. Um, I <laughs> hope you enjoy it. We have the rain falling down outside. Uh, Let the rain fall down. <laughs> um, Zach is uh, getting the... Uh, is that Hillary Duff that sings that? Yeah, that's glorious. Uh, so, we are recording in the garage. We have the rain falling down. Um, and we're going to talk about some stuff today. Uh, I think our topic today is going to be uh, California. Yeah. Because I just got back from visiting my sister. And we are in the Midwest, the North Midwest. Yep. And uh, uh, things are a little different out there. And I have some observations. Okay. And then uh, you can feed off of them and and I'll see what you think about about these things. Um, Because there's some, some interesting... I don't know how interesting it is. I don't know. Uh, we just wanted to record today, and this was—I thought this would be a good topic because I literally flew in last night. So uh, let's start for with, this. For for this, yes. Um, let's start with this. <laughs> uh, bathroom access. Yep. Uh, I encounter in California the same thing I encountered when my sister lived in New York City. So you have to be very strategic about when you go to the, like, how are you going to, where are you going to use the restroom? Uh, uh-huh. Okay? Because there are, are not public bathrooms where you would hope they might be. So, for example, the beach that we went to, both days, we tried to go to a different one on the second day. But basically, the first weekend I was there, Saturday and Sunday in the afternoon, we took the kids to the same beach that they love, and... There are no bathrooms. At all. No public bathrooms. There, when we parked on the street that's like, just like half a block away, I see a porta potty. Tried to use it at one point. It had a padlock on it because it was for construction for something nearby. Random people don't get to use the porta potty. Now, they also do have a lot of homeless people. So you could have a porta potty really getting destroyed if you just let anybody have access to it. I suppose I a bathroom could become like a place where people stay. Yeah, sure, or or you know, do yeah. drugs and things like that. So <clears throat> I'm not saying I I don't understand that aspect, but there were no bathrooms at the beach. So you have to plan out things. Like, are we getting like my sister's like now? You know, because my parents have both been there recently. My dad, very similar to me, had a very, had the same concern. Well, what if there's no bathroom? So we had to decide, do we stop and get another coffee when there isn't going to be bathroom access? Now, do you know what people do at the beach, at the ocean, when they need to go to the bathroom? Pee in the ocean. You pee in the ocean. 
This apparently is normal. You know this? Well, think about how much water there is in the ocean. Okay, I know. <laughs> and the conversation with the kids is, of course, well, fish poo and pee in the ocean. Now, my sister thought this was interesting because, you know, we live in the land of 10,000 lakes. Yep. She said, you've never peed in a lake? I said, no, I haven't. <laughs> Number one, the park system in Minnesota, there are public bathrooms everywhere. Yep. And number two, the only time I've peed... When I've been on a boat, I have oh, peed off the side of the boat. It's always been a, a, a you're not lake in, that's big enough... You're not in the pee. ...that I can... Right, I'm not in it. And not that I necessarily worry about that. Like, I understand you're yeah. talking about millions and millions and millions of gallons of water. And Billions. It's a drop... Trillions. Pun yeah. intended, drop in the bucket, right? So, uh... So yeah, I had to plan very specifically to wade out into the water and relieve myself in the water. The kids also did that. They were very resistant to it. The look on their face when they're trying to make it happen. Because here's the other thing about the ocean. I don't even know this, Zach. The ocean's really flipping cold. Did you know this? I thought it was warm. It's ridiculously cold. I don't go in the ocean, so I don't really Like ice water cold. Okay. It was also not sunny, and when you're in San Diego and it's not sunny, it's chilly. Like, it was probably 60-ish. Okay. Or, you know, low 60s. Okay. Wind's blowing. So when the sun's not out, it's like, well, apparently I have to get in the water, because otherwise I can't go to the bathroom. Yep. Okay. Um, What do you think about... Have you ever been in a situation with limited bathroom access... Along these lines. Well, this is where we're different. Uh-oh. I just don't... I, I can not go to the bathroom for very extended oh. periods of time. I do need to use the bathroom Most, more than a normal person. Mostly because I don't really... I'm trying to drink more water. But mostly I just like... It, when I'm teaching, we've talked about oh, this. I don't yes. have a ton of bathroom, bathroom time. So I just don't drink water all day. Try not to go to the bathroom at all. That's true, I forgot about Which that. Which is we very bad, yeah. but I, I get what you're saying. I mean, there have been times where I've needed to use the restroom. Like golf courses, I mean, you just people pee in the woods, whatever. But, yeah, true. But also, sometimes I'm like, I'm not really feeling like peeing in the woods. And the little, in the little park that they spend so much of their time at, there was one time nobody was there yet, and I did sneak off into this little brush area and was able to go yeah and there's a bike path right behind me thank god nobody passed by because i would have been mortified like i don't want to end up on a list somewhere right yeah uh the the morning that i was leaving i actually climbed into their their uh suburban and went in a bottle because i had a half an hour uber ride and we i was getting picked up from the park and there was nowhere else to to go and with their little school you know they're not letting you into the little school to use the bathroom because it's little kids and it's they're still worried about COVID and all this kind of stuff. So I I went for it. I had to do it. You know? Oh my god. My sister's okay. like, Well, just I don't wanna see it. She's like, just throw it away. Just I want I don't wanna deal with it. I'm like, okay. Pee in a um, bottle. Is that the first time you peed in a bottle? No, no, of okay. course not. Of course not. Um, in college, my junior year of college, uh, we lived in a in a house. And there was a person that I had told I had plans, but I didn't, that I was avoiding. And they showed up at our house. My roommates are like, Ralph, just go hide downstairs in, in Paul's room. Um, and 
I was down there, and these these this group of girls I was avoiding were up there talking my roommate's ears off. They weren't leaving, and I was in the basement. There's no bathroom down there, and so I found some empty beer bottles, and <laughs> I ended up peeing in beer bottles. Peeing in beer bottles. So, uh, yeah. So I did have experience with that. But um, well, the other thing was like when I was responsible for the kids. That the main reason I was there was to care for two of the two young, uh, middle two. Yeah. Two and three and a half. Uh, was to care for them while their older sister had surgery, and so I, I'm at the park with them. I needed the coffee, obviously, but when you're responsible for the now, now there's really nothing you can do because you hold it. I'm I'm responsible for the, and and that's what my sister said. She's at the park with me when I got picked up for the Uber. She's like, "Well, I have to go to the bathroom right now, and I can't go for the next two hours." What? Well, uh, that I, I like I, I can't register that because one of the lessons my father taught me, Ralph Jr. Yep. Shout out, shout out. What he taught me is you don't wait if you got to go to the bathroom. You find a place and you go, and it doesn't matter how awkward you have to ask somebody where the bathroom is or how awkward you uh, feel getting up in the middle of something. If you got to go, you go. It was good advice, huh? Because I remember in sixth grade we were watching a movie. And everybody's watching the movie or whatever, and I had to go to the bathroom. I'm like, boy, it's going to be awkward if I stand up and walk out of here. And everybody's going to be looking at me, and they all know I'm going to the bathroom. And then I remembered my dad's words, and I stood up and walked on out of there. Strutted on out like <laughs> I own the place. I'm going to the bathroom. Yeah, so uh, so that was one challenge of California. Okay. New York had the same challenge. That was more about knowing where the Starbucks were because they were less – that was a – place that was frequent and less picky about who used their bathrooms okay like mcdonald's for example they had a lot of locked bathrooms a lot of signs no you know customers only all that oh i'll go in there and buy an apple pie absolutely yeah i'm not against buying something to use the bathroom sure but at starbucks you're buying a coffee and that just compounds the problem yep okay all right so that was one thing next um so we're on the beach and it's Kind of a cold day. And so people are not going in the water. There's a lot of people hanging on the beach. Not a lot of people in the water. Okay. okay? Uh, my niece and nephew, the oldest two, five and three and a half, they're in the water. Um, my brother-in-law is sitting on a paddleboard. He's got one of them on there. In the water? Yeah, just kind of close to the edge. But basically, these little, little kids are at the edge of the water hanging out. Yeah. So then there's these preteen boys. Let's say thir- let's say 12, 13 year olds. Okay? Oh, okay. Obnoxious as that age group has tends know, to be. Tends to be. And they've got like a football or like a soccer ball and they're like throwing it to each other and kicking it to each other. Now there is 50, 60 feet of beach. Wide open. You know where they're playing and throwing that ball? Right next to the little kids. Inches from my little nieces and nephews. They are, like, jumping and splashing like they're splashing my brother-in-law and the five-year-old on Hmm. the paddleboard. And my sister and I are just looking at it going, they could literally play anywhere. What is wrong with society that these guys, you know? I mean, I don't think they had parents there. If they did, it should have been, hey, play away from the little kids. You got lots of spots. So that annoyed me. Yep. Have you ever yelled at preteen kids in public and told them to make better choices and yeah. shape up? Yes, I have. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> because when they, they don't know I'm a teacher, they just think I'm a random person. They get so scared. 
Did I tell you about when that kid threw that cup of caribou? Have I talked about that on here? Um, yes, I think you did. <laughs> or I know the story. I think you dropped this. Yeah. I uh, no, I didn't. I said, yes, you did. He took it, he put it in the garbage. That's right, kid. Boom. I wasn't born yesterday. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Then, you know, we both are planning on being parents. Not together. Uh... But I'm driving around with all these kids, right? And I'm learning things about having to plan accordingly when you were driving around and you're and you're doing parenting kind of things. Yep. Uh, and so one of the things was, you know, my sister's got four of them and they're all little. And I kept thinking, when I'm not there, she's doing all these things herself because Alex is working. So... There were things like, you know, when I was there, we would go to Starbucks in the morning. Yeah. She would order it, and I would I would run in. But when I'm not there, she has to go through the drive-through because she doesn't have somebody to run in. You can't just leave your kids in the car. Correct. So I thought, I know. Oh. Oh. Okay. You didn't catch that. I did. Okay. So then. So you can't just leave the kids. You can't just leave kids in the car. So I thought of a comparison to this. Okay. When I'm driving the Jeep in the summer with the top off, yeah. I have to be very strategic about what errands I run because the stuff that I might buy is completely unprotected when the top is off the Jeep. Oh, sure. And so I think it's the same kind of thing that when you're driving around and you've got kids... You have to be strategic about what you're doing in terms of are you really going to take all those little kids out of car seats and haul them in somewhere, strap them into a stroller, because they, I mean, you have to contain a couple of them in a stroller. You can't have like three of them waddling around unless you're going to the park where they know where they're going and have free reign. So you have to be like planning like where you're going to go and how, how, you know, does this have a drive-through and how long you're going to be there and ken's you know is it pick up or something's coming out to the car yep and i just thought it was the same thing as not the same thing i'm not saying the same thing but i thought the comparison of like when i'm driving the top off the jeep i have to be very conscious of what's so this actually happened while you were gone when i was working one of the people at the parks was um, dropping off and I happened to be at that park I actually happened to know this person it was uh, a friend from high school when I was out looking for Laura <laughs> many years ago um, and you she, weren't out there looking for me? yeah I know and she has three kids and so she comes up drops off her oldest she has the other two one in a stroller and one walking next to her and she's like, can I just, like, it's a whole thing to bring everyone out to walk 20 feet to drop her off to go back. I just go, you can just send her. I mean, I think she'll be fine. And you just watch her go. And she's like, oh, really? She goes, it does seem pretty chill here. I was like, yeah, it's okay. Like, they know her. She's like, oh, that would be a huge help because it's a whole thing to take everyone out and then put everyone back in. So... It also, um, it also makes me think about parenting 
in because I, I mean obviously it was a lot of kids a lot of little kids and I'm not saying that's not stressful and overwhelming yeah because I definitely slept hard last night chased them around all week and yeah. I wasn't even doing the amount of duty that my sister was doing yep but what I will say is that it's <laughs> and I also don't ever want to compare having kids to having a puppy <laughs> But I feel like I'm constantly doing it. And I will say that I think I think if you have if you have had a puppy, I think there are aspects of that that kind of training wheels you in a little bit maybe to having a human child. I'm not saying they're the same thing. They are not comparable. Yeah. Don't don't come at me on the Twitter we never deal with, but I'm just saying like Well, I mean I, I think it's Think about, like, even the bathroom trips, right? right. It's constant with a puppy. Right. In, out, in, out. Especially get them young. Right. So it's like you're... It's just... A, it's more about attention, wouldn't you say? Like, and, but you it's, have to be paying attention at all times. And similar to a human child. Right. You're potty training a human child. You gotta be vigilant. And you gotta be... Vigilant? Is that the right word? You gotta yeah. make sure that, you know, you're putting them on the potty often to make sure that they're empty. And like, oh, you gotta try, you gotta try, you gotta try, you gotta try. To, you know, try to avoid accidents. You don't want the, you know, puppy Mona. I think Kona's empty. She walks right in front of me and just pees all over the carpet. But not, um, not parent, but they should have. They should maybe work on that. I wonder if there are tools that can help people potty train. Oh, I'm sure there are. Like, yeah. Like, uh, well, my sister's got all sorts of strategies she's read about. I mean, there are things. There, yeah. I, but I, but I'm I think parent... more intense, like a shock collar. Uh, but that doesn't, <laughs> that probably doesn't. No, you don't want to put a shock collar on a oh, child. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's just clarify that now. But I, I, I think it's a lot of, like, it's all about, like, building routines that work. And so, you know, you've got all these kids. You have, you know, planned when and how you're going to go. You know, they have all their groceries delivered to the front door. She does not try to deal with them at the grocery store. I don't blame her one bit. Yep. You know, it's only drive throughs for coffee. Uh, oh, uh, here's one. Like, when they go out for a meal. They will take all of those kids out for breakfast on a weekend when Alex is there. So two parents and the four kids. Like, they'll go out to breakfast and sit at the table and have a breakfast out. Is it a little chaotic because they're all really little? Okay, yeah, but they did a pretty darn good job in my opinion. Um, But they have learned out for dinner doesn't work. Oh. End of the day, they're all too tired and it's a nightmare. But at the beginning of the day, they're pretty good. Okay, great. So you take your kids out for breakfast. They yep. get used to going out for a meal, but you've learned that dinner time dinner, is dinner time um, um, doesn't work. Um, so I, I think just a, a, you know adjusting your routines a little bit. Sure. You know that's why I personally don't worry about. Again, I don't mean to sound flippant, but like I don't worry about being a parent because I'm very routine oriented and i just need to adjust and build new routines sure to keep my sanity and make that you know, yeah make it all the new all thing work i guess um if that uh if that makes sense yeah the dropping off at school thing is a whole other thing because you know we we're dropping them off the two older ones at a camp yep and so that's that's another whole thing is like how do you get them to go in in a painless way like what do you you know, is there is there a certain toy that helps make that transition easier? Is it better to make it a long goodbye? Do you just need to get the heck out of there? You know, all that kind of stuff. And I think learning how, what works best for each individual kid. Oh. 
kind of like teaching too i mean you know oh, i, I have strategies that worked for various kids and didn't work for all of them and true np obviously i always preface that i have very np not a parent yeah not a parent you're also v- nd not a doctor yeah i have very uh a maybe it's too rigid a rigid way of thinking about drop off for kids mm-hmm. because i see it at the pickup circle and i see it when i do or drop off circle at school and i see it at camp where those long goodbyes like well minnesota is notorious for oh, long goodbye the minnesota goodbye i like it, having this ingrained in my say brain say goodbye like, hug and you walk away and in minnesota you hug you say goodbye and then you continue talking yeah and you do that another 12 times i like want to grab the kid by the waistband and just hand them suitcase hand them to the person <laughs> and then just turn around and walk away if i'm crying when i walk away that's fine but i'm not you know what i mean not to keep comparing it to children but again like i've i've been trying to not put kona in the kennel when we leave the house for like shorter things i don't look at that window to see her little face looking out the window <laughs> yeah. going dad where are you going yeah i don't look yeah i don't look i don't want to know it's just gonna make me sad and I think I could come out and say I've I've made some pretty wild claims about parenting, string cheese, shoes in bed. Uh, this one I stand behind. You just hand that kid off, and it doesn't matter if they're throwing a tantrum or not. You turn around and you boogie out of there. It's a, like a sprint, and I don't care if you give my kid a hug. Here, take my kid. Years ago, our school developed the policy, and I don't remember what actually led to it. It was far; it was way before COVID. But we developed the policy that parents were not allowed to walk their kids to the to the classroom. Yeah. And I had an I had an experienced principal that had been there for you know twenty years, and she felt confident basically deciding something and not caring if parents were mad at her. Yep. And she basically said, like, you can't have parents hanging out in the room with these no. long goodbyes taking away instructional time is what it ultimately came down to school safety that's what it and is. there's a school safety yeah, you've got safe. all these parents or whatever so they made the they made the decision to not let parents into the building to drop off right kindergarten parents were allowed to walk their kids to the classroom for the first week and then they had to be done that was a big thing because the kindergarten teachers didn't like that they thought that Parents should be able to walk them as much as they wanted. All this stuff. Oh, really? But I remember my first couple of years teaching. I remember the. I remember the kid. She was a fourth grader, and her dad carried her into the classroom every day. Oh. And I and I remember the kid, and like she was very sweet, but like, what message does that send? A bad one. I'll a come bad out. One. I'll come out and say that uh, it's a bad one. You can come after me for that. Uh, the name of this episode is clearly going to be NP Not a Parent, by the way. <laughs> not, I would start it as California. This is where it's going. Yeah. Okay, I got another one for you as long as we're kind of on the school topic. Yeah. What do you think... Actually, I'll just tell you what I observe and you can tell okay. me what you think. All right. Parent picks a kid up from school. Yep. They live a couple blocks from school. Yeah. So they're, the parent walks to school, picks them up, they're walking home. The parent has on the kid's backpack. No. Elaborate. Your stuff? Because I'm assuming you're thinking the exact same thing I'm thinking. Your stuff? I'm not carrying it for you. I'm not in school. I already did that. I don't care if you have to drag that backpack. It's so heavy, but you're taking that home. This is a life lesson. (laughs) Are you going to come carry my backpack to work for me? No. (laughs) Sorry. Okay. So, you're... (laughs) <laughs> your opinion on it is even more harsh than than mine 
my opinion is that the the intention of the parent carrying the kid's backpack is to be nice. Oh, I'll carry your back. Want me to carry your backpack for you? Okay, fine. But the message you're sending is that the kid does not have to carry their own belongings. And now you're putting yourself in a situation, I'm thinking, you take the kid on a trip. Kid's got their little suitcase and you've got your grown-up suitcase. Yeah. You've now set a precedent where the kid doesn't carry their own stuff. And so now you're carrying multiple things. Maria Montessori, we're not a Montessori school anymore. But I went to a Montessori. Right by the oh yeah, you were here. I went to a Montessori school. Of course you did. Yeah, and you turned out just fine. Yep. Um, but Maria Montessori is one of her um, quotes. Eh, not this close enough. I I'm probably gonna butcher it, but don't do something for a child that the child can do for his or herself. As soon as a kid is able to blank, they should be doing blank. Right. And I think about that in terms of a kid ordering at a restaurant. Uh, shout out to, to uh, Hans and Jody, my, yep. my buddy Hans from high school. I'm their second son's godfather. From as long as I can remember when I've been going up for, for the little one's birthday, because I'm the godfather. The godfather. Oh, never. Yeah. Oh, the family. Okay. Uh, I lost my train of thought. Oh, for as long as I can remember, when they were old enough to talk... Hans and Jody expected them to look at the waiter or waitress and order what they wanted. Ordering for your kid is another example where you think that you are being helpful. Being helpful, but how, when does that? How long are you doing that for? How long are you ordering? For? Are they eighteen? If and they you're can talk and they know the food they're eating, let them order. And I think a lot of parents, if it's hard to teach the kid to do it, I think they don't want to do it. I think that's part of the problem. It's kind of like an like a like a consistent bedtime. Well, the kid doesn't want the consistent bedtime, right? But it's better for them to have a consistent bedtime. Man, NP not a parent. Not a parent. I, I'm, feel, I'm feeling real preachy. I cannot, Apologies. I cannot wait. I know. I cannot it's gonna wait be a for disaster. It's gonna be a disaster for the feedback, but also when we're parents, I'm gonna. It's gonna be a disaster. <laughs> it's gonna blow up in my face, and everybody can laugh at me. My coworkers, their kids are all now moving on to you know, finishing high school, moving on to college. And I've always just been happy hour every day. I can do whatever. They've all had the kids at home. Now they're moving into the next step. And at some point I'm going to be moving into there and they're just, they can't wait. They're going to laugh at me so hard. But like, yeah, it it just doesn't. Yeah. It just doesn't. I I don't know. I don't. It's like, yeah. Yeah. I got distracted. I was saying, no, you were saying something about bedtime and. Oh yeah. Consistent bedtime. Letting a kid choose their bedtime. I mean, at some point, that it, makes it sense. Is har- it is hard to establish a consistent bedtime, just as an example, but it makes your life easier in the long run, yep. is my point. Same with um, limited screen time. It, it's Kids want screen time, right? And I believe that a kid should not have unlimited screen time. There should be certain times they're allowed to watch, or certain shows they're allowed to watch, but it's not good for them to have unlimited screen. I mean, th- there's a reason... God, I'm getting so preachy. I mean, there's a. I mean, kids are overstimulated. Yeah. They they have so much screens. I mean, even at school, we use Google Classroom for like everything we do. They they have too much screen time. So like, limiting screen time is hard work for a parent, but yeah. it is better for the kid in the long run. The easiest. Oh, same with holding them accountable. So like, I can tell if a kid makes a bad choice at school. I can tell by the kid's behavior. 
after that or just in general if the parent is willing to follow through on a consequence of home like yeah. if if they if the parent gets a certain report and they say well no screens tonight if you don't make good choices at school you don't get any screens yep so no screens tonight we'll try again tomorrow versus don't do that again okay go watch tv yeah that's the easier choice put them in front of the tv oh yeah it's hard work to not and i can understand a parent feeling overwhelmed and and needing to use that sometimes but anywho um have we talked about leashes for kids for kids yeah okay have we talked about them i don't think we have kid leash yeah were you ever did you ever get leashed as a kid i don't remember well i know my my meat I'm sure my mom will listen to this, and she would love to comment on if she ever put us on leashes. I don't feel like she did. Um, I don't recall ever being on a leash. I was once leashed. I mean, eh, it doesn't surprise. I could see you being a very leashable child. Okay, at that age, I was not a leashable child. My mom was just she's going to listen to this, and she'll have comments. (laughs) Um, I went to the airport with my dad. Okay. And my mom insisted I have a leash so that I didn't. He didn't lose me. Airport could be a scary place. Now to have I was kid. anti-leash up until I started thinking about being a parent, and I'm. I think I'm pro-leash now, especially if it has a little retractor. I can just. I keep tying it back to dogs. To but what have I said about <laughs> dogs being off leash in the front yard? <laughs> yeah, you better know exactly what your dog's gonna do right. because if there's any chance they're sprinting towards somebody, bad news, right? Well, I think I, I come at I, me. I don't. Hey, I don't parents, think come at me about a leash. I don't think I could ever. I don't think I could ever use a leash. I mean, this past weekend there were times where I thought, man, my sister would benefit from a leash because there's this is a lot of little kids, but I. Yeah, I. <laughs> yeah. It's a it's a controversial topic, but I could see it. A backpack leash, strap them into that backpack. You clip <laughs> that leash to you. They aren't going anywhere. I mean, it's a similar. I mean, honestly, it could be compared to having a stroller there, though. Yeah. I mean, if they're strapped into a stroller, they're not going anywhere. Yeah. I mean, we had just the two little ones the other day, and we're walking around the mall just for some sights. And unless we were at the playground at the mall or at the koi pond, where the kid likes to look at the. Um, uh, koi fish he was in the stroller and the little baby was strapped to my sister he's not just getting free reign at a store of like <laughs> yeah <coughs> a clothing store anyway um let's finish because yeah. we're at the 30 minute yeah. mark we're try- gonna try to keep it for that uh let's finish with this i want to make this very clear there are a million different acceptable ways to parent and there are many 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 parenting situations where there isn't a right and a wrong certain things might work in different ways and i i simply have a lot of opinions no judging on any parents i just have a lot of opinions i've taught for 16 years and i've seen a lot of kids interacting with a lot of parents and so i've just formed opinions on kind of how things should be done sorry to sound preachy i am not a parent i will learn my lesson and you can all laugh and laugh and laugh um, and I guess I should do my disclaimer. I'm not a parent. Uh, I don't really care what you think because this is what I think. And if you laugh at me when I am a parent, I'm going to be pissed. So I'll just tell you to kindly leave. This uh, show could also be called The High Road and The Low Road. <laughs> Ooh, should we rebrand oh, again? time for another rebrand. Let's put out an episode where we can't hear Zach. Honestly, that makes sense. <laughs> 
Yeah, we never touched upon how you just drowned me out of the last episode. Oh, where I talked too much? No. Or where I didn't... No, no, no. We've oh. had an episode oh, we since the one oh, where I oh, didn't okay. have your microphone on. Um, the... <laughs> it had 39 Honestly? listens. Can we just stop for a second? 39 people listen to me talk and <laughs> pretend I'm here and pretend they're hearing you. 39 people listen to that. Huh? That must be an ego Did boost Did I say 39? I meant 339. <laughs> no, we have so many listens. 39. Yeah, 39. Um, yeah, uh, I kind of like our rebrand of high, lo- high Road, Low Road. Because <laughs> you always take the high road, and I would very much like to take the low road in all aspects of life. Uh, to be clear, I would love to take the low road. But as I've said to you before, I, I would like to not have... I a know. video of me yelling at a stranger on the street. All of a sudden, my students see that, and all my credibility of what I tell them about how to interact with each other at school out the window. Yeah. So I take the high road, and it's not fun. And I believe that if somebody's being a, a dummy, <laughs> you should let them know. Oh, you're a dummy. You're being a bozo. Yeah. All right, everybody. Uh, this has been, and that's what we think about that. Or Did I get it right that. Or High Road, Low Road. Or High Road, Low Road. <laughs> we'll, we'll Formerly do Dominate Day to Day with a two. <laughs> what a disaster. All right, I'm Ralph. And I'm Zach. And we will see you... Uh, uh, hopefully so. Hopefully next week. Yeah. We'll try Ooh. to... Hey, preview. You know what we're talking about next weekend when we record. A concert. Concert. We're going to see Machine Gun Kelly this week. Which I'm sure we're going to see a lot of We are going to... Okay, number one, we can establish the different types of concert goers. Yeah. Like we did for the football game. Yep. And um, we will just have general observations about a Machine Gun Kelly concert, which is going to be glorious. I mean, it's definitely not my typical concert. Me neither. I can't wait. Yeah. All right, so that you have that to look forward to. We will see you next week. Wow, wow, Oops, wow, not wow. loud enough. Nailed it! <laughs>